Thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Allie. And it definitely shouldn't have taken us this long to record this intro, so grab a snack and let's chat. So, hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. Yay! Um, this is episode 17. We're getting up there, Allie. These, these I mean, digits. Yeah, I definitely think we'll do something semi-big for the 20th episode. Yes. So yes. stay yes. tuned for that, folks. Yeah, because that's a big milestone. That's 20 episodes deep. That's 20 weeks. That's 20 consistent that's, weeks. What is that? That'll be like, that. once we hit 20 weeks, it'll be five months. Yes. It's almost half a year. Yes. That's a big deal. So I can't tell you something that I've stuck to for that long that I hasn't mean, been like fitness related. And even then, like I change my mind about fitness all the time. I mean, and considering that we have somehow managed to work through all the issue, issues and publish an episode every week, which we have committed to, I'm very proud of us. So I mean, yeah, just today, guys, I couldn't get our like recording <laughs> software to work. And I just started pressing a bunch of buttons and it worked, but it, it's a new thing every week. It really like, is. We you know we've figured out how to record with our mics, like in the same room with other people. And that was going to be an issue. We thought we would have to buy new mics and we'd have to buy like a, a, a transmitter yeah. an adapter or whatever but so far guys we're learning thanks for being patient with us thanks for tuning in every week mm-hmm. like it really means a lot and thanks for showing us a little bit of grace when the episodes sound echoey or they're jumbled or, or whatever we really try our best to bring you good quality stuff and when we don't we when we aren't able to it's really frustrating for us but uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and kind of looking past the imperfections. Yeah. Yeah. Because as usual, we're human, which is a good segue because we do not have any quibbles this week yet again. Um, but as usual, if you have them, send them our way. We love to hear from you guys. We love feedback. Um, and yeah, Allie, anything to add to that? Nope. I think Sweet. we're good. Sweet. All right, so this week we have, I don't know, I think it's kind of like a good topic for us for where we're at in our lives right now because obviously from what, if you guys have been tuning in to previous episodes, Allie and I have been chatting about how we're doing things on our own right now that are kind of like pushing us outside of our comfort zone with both of us, me being uh, starting my own business, which is Resonate Company, and for Allie, pursuing being a health and wellness coach, focusing on nutrition, and guiding people in the fitness realm. Did I summarize that pretty well? Yeah, it's pretty, it's just more of like a lifestyle thing too. Like lifestyle. It's just, I know a lot, of, and we'll get into this later, but I know a lot of people try to be perfect um, every day or for a short period of time, and then they get burnt out and they don't learn anything. So yes. It's more focused around lifestyle and how you can make better choices and not really focusing on being 100% perfect. Which is what this podcast is all about, being 
perfectly fine with being imperfect. But given those avenues of life that we're kind of going down right now, there are a lot of concerns that we have in pursuing these uh, ambitious goals that we have set for ourselves. So for this week's topic, we are talking about everybody's favorite little feeling, fear. (laughs) I think it's very appropriate. I think all of us, no matter who you are, no matter how confident you may feel, we all have fears of some type. So Allie, I want to know right off the top of your head. Wait, I want you to go first because guys, I re- as always, like I forgot to do something and I, I forgot to put my top five fears down <laughs> or like at least write them down on my end. So can we start with yours? <laughs> we can start with mine. All right. So direct, <laughs> reflect the question back towards me. Top five fears. And I actually physically wrote them down because if anyone asked me this question, I ramble these off without any hesitation. Number one for me is death. That's really heavy, but that is my number one fear. Number two after that, which it's like really tragically sad in comparison to like the fear one because it's, or the fear of death, because the second one is like so minor in comparison. But my number two fear in life are spiders. Oh my God. I I truly hate them. You want to talk about an anxiety inducing animal? Spiders freak me the fuck out. And number three, equally as disgusting, are cockroaches. I hate cockroaches. And if you live in Florida, you know that we have those big ass cicada cockroaches. Palmetto bugs. Palmetto bugs. Disgusting. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. They fly like they are the worst. Truly the worst. And I have torn this house to shreds sometimes. Actually, no, I can't even take credit. I have to man up several times because this is going to be me being a bad dog mom, but I'm going to own it. I have put the dogs to handle the cockroaches before I will handle the cockroaches. That's just how much they scare me. Poor Maisie with her little lazy eye. She probably can't even see the cockroach. Poor thing. She's probably thinking it went to the right and it really went to the left. (laughs) Her lazy eye has gotten a lot less lazy in case anyone. That's good. You know why I think? Because Brutus is there. And he like, so she has to like really use her muscles to like bring her (laughs) eye. No, I'm serious. Like some kids, like little kids that have like a lazy eye or have some sort of issue with their eye, they wear glasses to like strengthen the muscle to like bring the eye to where it's supposed to be. So maybe Brutus is like, her glasses. I don't know, but I have to say that they both give the side eye to each other quite a bit, especially when Maisie's like passed out and Brutus decides to just randomly pounce on her. Oh my god! Her. So she's constantly on alert because our puppy is still very much a puppy. But number three for me is cockroaches. I hate them. They are truly disgusting. If you are the elite few that like them, what? I don't know how we can be friends. I mean, I'll be friends with you, but like just probably wouldn't hang out with you if it involved cockroaches. Number four for me. So again, tragically sad that I listed two bugs above this, but I absolutely hate flying. Flying is an anxiety inducing thing for me. It's like, I, 
anytime I go anywhere, I need like a cocktail. I need to be asleep. Like I just need something to knock me out. Like truly just knock me out. I hate turbulence. That's not my thing. Um, and I know, I know the argument is like flying has come a long way. It's pretty much like on autopilot now. Like there's not a lot of concern there. It's really safe. For me, it is 100% a control factor. Like, and, and this is going to sound really ignorant. I know, I know, I know the stats. You, you're more likely to die in a car crash. Like, I know that. But here's the thing. I feel like I have more control over a car than me boarding a plane with 300 other people that I have no control over. So for me, it's like a little bit of anxiety from turbulence as well as like control issue as to why I fear flying. And number five, this is like kind of, for me, been a more recent fear, I guess, because like when I was younger, this was not an issue because I lived by the beach, but I am absolutely terrified now of dark water. And I'm not saying like when I go to the beach, like I won't get in the water, like I will, but I will not go past the point of where I can't see where my feet are touching the ground. Like I won't do it, which is crazy because growing up in Fort Myers, like when we would go down to the beach, I would go all the way out, like past the pier on Fort Myers beach. And anyone that grew up in Fort Myers knows that that is a far, far distance off the shore. So I had no problem. I would play in the wake, like no issue, play in the waves, like no issue. And then I realized like this one time we were jet skiing and there was this massive, like massive stingray that just swam past us and also like we have when we go fishing with my family we have this spot that we go to that have these gigantic goliath grouper and those things will like oh my god there's a video that we should share Allie oh my god I have to think I have to find the video because we should share it because this will drive the point home for me goliath grouper are gigantic like in, and in Fort Myers, I don't know what they're drinking down there, eating down there, because there's this one video of a Goliath grouper that literally ate, ate whole one bite, just one, a shark. Like what? I swear to God. Like I a baby shark? It was maybe like, I mean, to me, sharks still freak me out, like no matter what the size are, but like in the grand scheme of things, it was probably a smaller shark. But this thing was at least, like, four feet. Like, truly. Like, it was still a decent size. And these fishermen were out fishing off the shore. And they caught the the shark. The shark is what they were reeling in. And I'm not kidding you. A Goliath grouper literally, like, breached the water. Like, a freaking whale. It breached the water and, like, whoosh like ate that thing whole one bite and it was I'm gonna gone. look up what a goliath grouper looks like they're also called jewfish but if that is like more familiar to you but i call them goliath fishing. oh my god they are gigantic like i'm gonna find you this video when you start listing off your your fears i'm gonna find you this video because the day that i saw that i was like holy oh tits my god yes Yes. I was like, I, Ew, I, I'm so grossed out by that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. They are like, it's almost like I can smell how bad it looks. Oh, you they are tragic. 
they're oh. tragic. And like where where we would go jet skiing and stuff when Tracy had uh the jet ski back in the day, like they are we were always go fishing and jet skiing by like the pillars of the bridge and they just like sit at the very bottom. Like they, that's like their home. And it is so freaky because they truly get to be massive. So dark water is number five for me. I will round out my top five with that one because that's been recent. Like when I was younger, I had no issue. I would dive into the ocean off the boat, like no problem whatsoever. Now I'm like, I'm good. I'll roast on the boat. I'm okay with that. I don't, unless we're going on the shore, I'm okay with that. So those are my top five. I have to take Dramamine if I get on a boat. Oh, you get nauseous? Oh, I do too. I get yeah. so sick. I remember in fifth grade we went to sea camp. Um, sea camp. We down in the Keys. Yeah, I went to that in in middle school too. Well, mine was in fifth grade. I, I mine was either fifth or sixth. Like I, yeah. I went to it too. It, like I learned that there's like I'll never forget it. There's like algae in your toothpaste, or like some sort of like whatever, and they're like. Um, they put different algae in your hand and you had to like hold it behind your back and draw on the board what you thought it looked like. Yeah. And uh, this person, I think in front of, like I went and then someone else went and they put toothpaste in their hand and then they were trying to draw it and then they looked at their hand and they're like, this is crest. And they explained that, you know, whatever, there's algae in there. And then I learned what a sea cucumber was. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, you know what? I wanted to be a marine biologist when I was little. And after sea camp, I was like, this is all just gross. I'm going to smell like straight up ocean and like weird, like mold stuff that grows under there. I'm going to smell like a barnacle. <laughs> it's funny you and, bring up sea camp because the dark water issue came up it was dark it was dark super like dark had, do you remember that they had a pond where there's yes, baby so sharks and you could yes. like swim with the sharks that's exactly what i was going to bring up i had I, this panic panic attack in that thing oh my god no they were like you have to go in you have to participate and i'm like uh okay so i took my little like what are those called like the little things like that you the lay on jacket like, no it's like um boogie board it's like a really small boogie board like not like a a real boogie board but like one that's like this big yeah and um and so I went in and I swear to god I was praying the entire time I took my underwater camera you know like the ones that you could get at like CVS yes I put it underwater. I didn't even look underwater because I was so scared I just stuck my camera and just started like snapping I'm like I hope I get a shark in one of these and one of the sharks touched my leg. I've never turned around and swam faster to the shore in my entire life. And they were like, they're not going to do anything. They're always fed. And I'm just like, I'm going to trust you (laughs) to tell me that this shark isn't going to eat me. Like, sorry, dog. I got out of there so quick. And then I just like ran away. That's more or less what I did. I, I'm almost positive that's the exact same situation that plan, panned out for me as well. Because I saw, like, they, they told me the same thing. Oh, just 
dive into the lagoon. It's no big deal. It's small. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get water coming in from the back. Like it's just, it's contained. Like, all right. Like looking at it, it was so dark. Like I remember how dark the water was. It was like, like it was just murky. Water. It was murky as fuck. Like that's probably where this fear came from. Honestly, it was fucking sinking down in the cubes. <laughs> but no, like one of the sharks swam underneath me. And listen, when they were explaining this, they made it sound like these sharks were tiny, like really tiny. They were big. They were so big. It was a okay in the grand scheme of things, like four feet versus two feet okay like a two foot shark is still a baby but as soon i have like half my height i have never imagine when i was in fifth grade no i have never in my life swam so fast out of some actually no the time i fell off the jet ski with laura on the caloosahatchee river which you want to talk about dark water the caloosahatchee river in fort myers takes water from okeechobee so you truly cannot see anything in that yeah, no, water. I just ew. done. It's so gross. So dark water. It's clearly a shared fear. Well, maybe maybe not for you, but sea camp is a shared issue that probably yeah. induced PTSD for me with dark water. Yeah, I didn't know. Um. All right. So my top fears. Um. They're in like no particular order. Like it's not like this is my ultimate fear and this is my fifth ultimate fear no that was Um, the order for me i don't like sharks no um when i was little (laughs) my uncle would say um i'm gonna throw you in the ocean i'm gonna throw you to the sharks That's got to be a Spanish thing. I did. He's He's American. He's 100%. I mean, he's probably Italian, but like, you know, his family. But um, he's like, I'm going to throw you in the ocean. And I'm like, I don't want to go in the ocean. Like, I was always so scared. And he would. He would toss me in the beach, like just far. I mean, I was little, so like far is like probably like a foot away. (laughs) But I would be so scared. And he would always take my cousin and I to like um, the trucking, is it trucking station? I don't really, I don't remember what it's called, but it's in Sebastian. And it's honestly, I'm not even going to explain it because I'm going to explain this incorrectly. But anyway, I would always be really dressed up like with my little shiny black shoes and my little like socks with the ruffles, the lace on this, on the. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. And, like what you're talking about. my little outfits from like Jimboree. Like my mom would dress me like to the to 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 the best of her abilities, right? On and my uncle would take us to like the river, and the water would just and dirt would rush onto my shoes. I would walk in the river with my clothes on, like. There was like, whatever. And I'd get to my mom's job and she'd be like, what the hell happened to my kid? It was like one big dirt pile. Like her socks aren't even white anymore. They're brown. Like, yeah. So I don't, I don't like sharks. Um, I don't like getting caught in water either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid of like dark water. I just won't go in the water. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll go to like shoulder height if it, if the water's like okay Mm-mm. um and like i'm with somebody else oh. i won't go out there alone no well um, i need like a group now like two people it's not enough for me now i need like a squad of like five deep to go out that far now 
Um, the beach where that Brian and I go to, the water is pretty clear. I mean, it's not like I can't see all the way down, but it's also not like crystal clear. But the number of times that I go to the beach is like very slim, Mm -hmm. very few amount. And, um, I rarely go into the water because I'm just there to tan. (laughs) I'm not trying to like meet a new fish, make a new friend in the water. I'm not trying to do that. Meet a new fish. I can't. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Another fear of mine is probably getting like robbed. Or like held at gunpoint. See, that's because like- I would just cripple into nothing. Like I feel like I would just really lose all of my cool and just start hysterically crying. See, that's like a totally reasonable fear, though. <laughs> like my- I don't know, but like I'm also terrified of spiders. Oh, like man. it's hard for me to kill even the smallest one. I don't know if you've seen the um the music video from Billie Eilish, it's called You Should See Me in a Crown, and there's spiders all over her, and it comes out of her mouth. (laughs) That makes me cringe. Like, we'll have to watch it today, or, like, later, I'll send it to you. Like, honestly, it just, oh, it gives me goosebumps just to think that I'm, like, at first I was, like, no, the spiders aren't real, but then after really, like, watching it, I'm, like, no, 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 this girl is covered in spiders. Oh, my God. Oh, um, how many was that? Two? No, well, you said three, 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 three. Okay. Um, these are more like, these are deeper fears. Um, I'm always, I think one of my biggest fears would be disappointing my parents. Mm. Um, like obviously they've done so much for me and to not live up to my potential or to do something so just not good that they'd be like wow I'm disappointed in you that's worse than having somebody be mad at you because you can get I don't know you can get over being mad because it's like one thing but like when someone's disappointed in you it's like a character flaw Mm -hmm. you know like it's deeper than being mad yeah um and then the last one that Natalie knows and Natalie's like you need to get over like yesterday is and it's, I don't know if it's like a fear, it's more of like a flaw. And that's caring about what other people think about me and whether it's a positive one, a positive thought or a negative thought. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like. Yeah, okay, I, maybe a fear would be people like talking bad about me or thinking negative thoughts about me because that prevents me from doing anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not a direct fear, but it's a fear of not doing what I want to do because of other people. Yeah. I would say that's more of a flaw though, for sure. Like, because because truly that fear, flaw, whatever you want to tag it as, like you can overcome it. You just gotta like- I'll change that one. The last fear is, I think it, it would have to be, honestly, like if something were to ever happen to Brian- yeah. Or like my parents or someone that I really loved, yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I 300%. I didn't list that one off, but that, I mean, that kind of like buckets for me in like the death category. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I'm not really scared of, of me dying, but I, I mean, I guess I am. I don't really ever think about it. Um, 
because if I did, I would be scared to do literally, sorry, Annette, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. So I try not to think about it because I'm already like setting myself back by thinking that I can't do something. So if I think like I could die doing this, I would never leave my house. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, here's the thing uh, that comes up for me. Like I, I do indirectly think about it. And I think, I think that one really cripples me because I have seen the downstream effect of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been involved, like losing family members and stuff like that. And, you know, losing loved ones, like hearing on the news, like I, it freaks me out too, because like, I remember distinctly, I was driving down to Fort Myers and I was on I-4 Mm-hmm. and I was just driving and then traffic like slowed down anyone that knows I-4 that's like day in and day out but the traffic was really slowing down around Tampa mm-hmm. and I was driving past in, in the barricade and there was a car like a car crash had just happened just happened and the door to the driver's side was open and this is gonna sound really graphic but I just saw the driver like flopped over the steering wheel oh god not moving and it, and that was, gosh, that was, I mean, that was probably sophomore year of college. So that was maybe like nine years ago now at this point. And I distinct, I distinctly remember like what the whole scene looked like. Like that's, it's like permanently ingrained in my, in my mind. So like that's something crazy. like, something like that, like when you're, when you see like death like that intimately, you, you don't forget that. And, no, and, you and, and for me, it like, for me, it just, uh, kind of changed my whole, and here's the thing. I wasn't involved in, in that accident at all. I kept driving, but just seeing it for that, like second, half second, whatever it was, just kind of like changed my whole perspective on things a little bit. I'm like, wow, like that, it, it was like a teenager. Like it, it was truly like someone like close to my age. I was like, wow, like this, this is re- like, this is real. Like, and, and then just not to sound like ignorant, like, obviously I know like death is something that's going to happen to all of us at some point. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it was like more real than what I wanted to accept. And it's always been a fear of mine ever since. Always, always. Yeah. Cause you saw, cause I saw it, you know, I, I saw what it was and, and I don't think I've ever seen a dead body. I'm trying to think like a freshly dead body, not yeah. like a stale dead body. It's not anything that you ever It's like want. one thing where you see like a cadaver and like a cadaver class versus like someone who just yeah. died. And and the accident just happened. Like and I, and the thing is when I was driving past it, I was listening to the radio and on the radio they announced, Oh, there's like a a a dis- an accident, an accident <laughs> disturbance like in the median on this part of I-4 close to I-75 like traffic is slowing down and like that triggered with actually like seeing it was like uh, whoa yeah because like you hear about that stuff all the time like you, you hear about that stuff all the time and if anyone knows in Orlando like tragic accidents like that and it's not even just Orlando it's really any major urban city but tragic accidents like that happen all the time but you hear about it. You hear about it. It's kind. It's kind of like I hate to relate it, but it's like kind of like when you hear about um, like a mass shooting or something like that. Like it's not real, real till it happens 
to you to like you really see it like when polls happen I mean yeah I was just about to say when polls happened it was everything felt so raw but just sad like yes like I was in Vero when it happened and then we were coming back to Orlando and I found out when I got back to Orlando and like driving into work the next day which I hated that job so it was already a sad drive um it was just everybody was so sad like Mm -hmm. the atmosphere was just gloomy like Orlando Mm -hmm. every single person Mm -hmm. was mourning that loss and that tragedy and even if you didn't even know anyone right even yeah even if you had no idea who was in there it you were still you still knew someone that knew someone Mm -hmm. that was there and it's like it's a hit to your hometown to where you know granted I wasn't born in Orlando and I haven't lived here my whole life but I became an adult in Orlando yes so this is like such an important place for me Mm -hmm. and to have someone come in and like destroy kind a little piece of it is like it's never the same it's it's never never the same Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now I work like down the street from um Pulse and I drive past it pretty much every single day and there is always (laughs) someone there you know there's always somebody there um praying or or just looking around or just kind of going back there to see a loved one you know it's such a it it still holds you know such an important place in in everyone's heart and everyone's like life um and it's like a true testament to when people say like you know you're gone but you're never forgotten because I tell I kid you not there are people there every single day that I drive by yeah I remember I remember when uh Gosh, it had been several months after polls had actually happened. Like I, I was driving to Ricky. I was coming back from Ricky's when uh, Ricky and Neil had just bought their house and they had like a welcome gathering over there. Oh, okay. That was the first time I had been down to that part of town since polls had happened. And if anyone was here in Orlando after polls, like the initial memorial that they had in place was truly just like a gap, like a gathering of everything you could possibly imagine flowers candles they had people come from it was hawaii wasn't it that brought this massive lay and like laid it at where it had happened and it was just like i just remember driving down the street and it was just the rawest feeling like it it must have been it must have been like 10 30 11 o'clock at night like it was late and people were parking their cars with candles and walking towards the the original uh, location where Pulse had happened. So when you see something like that, when you when you're that deep in that feeling, you never forget it. And and for me, the car accident that I saw that was where death definitely came from. Because before that, I was like blissfully unaware not blissfully unaware. I was just blissfully ignorant to what the reality of living a life is, which is you live and then you die. And then seeing that, seeing that like teenager in that accident, I never forgot that. And then pulse happened and, you know, 
like I said, it's, it's not to say that people don't feel every single time they hear about, you know, like Parkland or Sandy Hook or uh, all the events that have happened in California at, at the bar and grill. Denver too. Denver. Like you, you hear about that and it's not to say you don't feel it, but it is a lot deeper of an emotion when it hits that close to home. Because you're removed. You're super removed. Exactly. Like you, you, it's, it's not happening to you. It's not happening to you. It's not your kid. It's not your family. It's not your town. But like when something like that happens to you, and even if it's not directly to you, just in your area. Yeah. And I mean, we'll have a, um, an episode talking about grief and how this kind of topic ties into that with a friend of mine. Um, She'll be on in a few weeks. Um, we're looking to record with her and that's going to be a really, really tough episode to record. And I can um, already let you guys know to have just like a box of tissues maybe around um, because it is going to be one that is uncomfortable, that is going to stir up a lot of emotions, that is really going to cut deep for a lot of people. So be warned. Don't say we didn't tell you. Um. But anyway, but you actually, you said a good, you said a good word though, that kind of like ties into this next question of why do we fear things? Uncomfortable. That was the word that you just said. And I mean, I I think for me, like for all of those, that is exactly why I do fear them. Like they put me in this very uncomfortable, like kind of anxiety inducing place like when I have to talk about those things or when I see those things and it's stupid because two out of my five are freaking bugs like it's just stupid but like the amount of crippling anxiety that I fear from being around those things mm-mm, girlfriend that I don't get crippling anxiety I just like don't know what to do no I like, I mm-mm. okay in my old apartment there was um, like a vent in like the, I guess the ceiling and Malu, which is my cat, you know, is normally just laying on the table next to me whenever I was like, whenever I do my homework and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then at one point he just sat up and then was looking at the vet and like, wouldn't move his eyes from there. And I'm like, Hey, like what's going on? You know, I'd like pet him to try and get, you know, I didn't know what he was looking at nine times out of 10 guys. If you have a cat, you know that they're staring at nothing. Like, it's like they see a ghost or they see, like, a dust particle, like, float by. Like, it's never anything. So I didn't think it was anything. And then I look up and there was a cockroach that I kid you not was probably anywhere from two to three inches. Dead. And I was just like, oh, my God. Mm Mm-mm. It was like, it was me against that roach. It was, who's going to win this war right now? So... I really didn't know what to do, which is kind of like stupid in a sense, because I'm like, it's a bug, but I felt like I was in the trenches. No. I was like, do I need a helmet? Do I need like protective gear for this? So all I could do was gather all of my shoes. Okay. I gathered all of my shoes and I was like, it's about to go down because I couldn't spray bug stuff on the bug because it was too high and two I didn't want that stuff floating in the air because I didn't want to kill my cat mm-hmm. so I was like I have to kill this the old-fashioned way grab my changleta and I was like here we go 
Just kidding. I grabbed I grabbed all my sneakers. <laughs> Do you remember that um, one time in the apartment where I threw a bag at a cockroach? She threw I don't was it like what, like a I don't even know what kind of bag it was. It was like a plastic bag with like nothing in it. So it was just air. So I grabbed my sneakers and I started throwing it at the ceiling and yep. all of them missed. Oh my And I was god. like, oh my god. And now of course the sneakers are straight underneath the bug so I'm like no I'm gonna go get the sneaker and the bug is gonna fall on top of me mm-hmm. and then it's gonna end game because I'm I'm gonna die. It's game over. It's game over. Yeah no. So I was like okay on three gotta make a run for the sneakers and <sighs> I, I kid you not it's a small room that I'm in. It's not like it's across the house. It's not like it's a it's a football field. I literally had to take two steps to get the sneakers and I couldn't leave my house and I could not look at it because the minute you look away from a bug, it disappears. Oh, absolutely. And then you're like, where did you go? Did you go back in the vent? Did you crawl down the wall? Are you in my hair? Like, what's going on? Yes. So anyway, I finally killed the bug, but I was like hysterical. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, it's going to eat my cat. I have to say, like, going back to the uncomfortable thing, like – Spiders, cockroaches, they're on my top five fears list because I have always, in some form or fashion, managed to have an encounter with them that is, like, worst-case scenario encounter. Like, I remember distinctly why I started becoming afraid of spiders. Fourth grade, I was in Mrs. Sedgwick's class because I even remember my teacher's name, right? Fourth grade. I was just sitting there, homeroom, watching the news. The next thing you know, I just feel like this tickling thing. Ew. Up my leg. Up my leg. In my little squirt, you know. Living life. Living life. Living the dream. The next thing you know, this little tickling thing gets higher and higher and higher up my leg. And I look down, it's fucking massive ass daddy long legs crawling up my leg, just making its home on my leg. And that I jumped up and almost like pissed my pants in the fourth grade, okay, because I was potty trained by then, um, is an (laughs) understatement. My teacher, she was in the middle of a lesson. I thought you were watching the news. No, no, I was, but she was writing the lesson down on the, on the, uh, chalkboard because that's oh, that's oh my where God, we were. a chalkboard what good lord we had whiteboards no fourth grade and i screamed in the middle of the class and i just remember stomping my foot into the ground and my teacher looks at me and she's like like deer in headlights like what just <laughs> happened to this child and like i'm so sorry like i <laughs> there was a spider crawling up my leg <laughs> And she's like, well, I think it's dead now. Like, I think, I think you got it. I'm like, the rest of the day. I, I, like, I can't be sure. No, I always. <laughs> start stomping around all day long. Every, every single time I have had it. The other perfect example, cockroaches. This is why they're on there. This was a couple years ago back in the condo. So the con- I lived in the condo. And I think year one or two that I lived there, they decided to renovate the condo underneath my condo and anyone that's like lived through a renovation before you know that shit just kind of like emerges from the woodworks when you're getting in and renovating and they gutted the entire place underneath the entire thing was gutted so there was probably a solid two months i'm not even kidding you solid two months living in this condo 
that cockroaches just came from the woodworks from that unit underneath me. And I have to say, when you see one cockroach, there's a hundred others. Oh, and I believed it because it was so bad. It was like at least like three or four a day at one point. And I just remember it was horrible. It was like the stuff out of a movie. I'm not even kidding you. Like I, oh my God, this just makes me cringe. I was taking a shower, taking a shower most vulnerable state you could possibly be in outside of going on the toilet, which I have a situation like that too, taking a shower, butt naked. And it was like six 30 like in the morning. I'm washing my hair. I have, I remember this distinctly I had soap all up in my hair and naturally I'm washing my hair. I get soap in my eyeball. Okay. Shampoo, not shampoo. Soap. Sorry. Shampoo. And soap shampoo in my eyeball. I'm like trying to like rub it away. So I'm like already teary eyed in the shower because I've got freaking shampoo in my eye. You guys, if you know me, you understand that my glasses are like my lifeline. If I'm not wearing them, I can't see shit. So Nothing. my eyes are already compromised because I have shampoo in them and I'm trying to wipe them out. I'm not wearing my glasses I'm taking a shower. Then in the corner of my eye, God, it makes me cringe. I just see, I have my little shower, my curtain. And my shower liner, okay? I just see the shadow Ew. up my shower liner. And it's just crawling. And I'm not wearing my glasses. I, I, It was like a half of a glance. Like, not even like a full-on look. I see it in the corner of my eye. I didn't think anything of it until I saw the bitch crawling up more. I'm like, motherfucker. I was like, this is the worst. I have never hopped out of the shower so fast. I fell out of the shower. I didn't even hop. <laughs> I busted through there, like ripped the curtain back and like fell out of the shower. Soap and all. I was completely covered in soap. And I was like freaking the hell out. Were I, you alone then? I was alone. I was by myself. This was the morning. And Maisie, it was just Maisie. Maisie's useless. Maisie just hears me scream in the, in the shower. Maisie's like, ah. No. She's the first one to hide. Can't trust her. No. Useless. And so I fell out of the shower, grabbed my towel, I'm completely soaked up. I had little soap footprints run into the kitchen to get my little raid. Oh my God. I didn't even know what to do. The thing was still there on the liner and I like punched it and like punched it back into the tub and like Ugh, it was the worst. I like I couldn't. I was. Ugh, it makes me cringe. Like, oh my god. For, I I find myself these, these situations happen when I'm the most vulnerable. I had a spider. Okay, a spider. Oh my god. I'm like gonna cry thinking about it. I was like going <laughs> to the bathroom again. My morning my morning routine. We've talked about it. I like a slow morning. And part of my morning routine is going to the bathroom. She likes to keep the heart rate pretty low in the morning. (laughs) For this exact reason. I was going to the bathroom. I had just woken up. Minding my business. Just doing doing the business. Doing my thing. My pants are down to my ankles. I go to grab the toilet paper. Oh my God. I'm like itchy for you. Not a big deal. Roll one piece. Roll a second piece third piece had a massive fucking spider on the back of the roll. And here's the thing. Listen, I'm going to say it. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I'm going to say it. Brandon and I were talking on the phone while I was going to the bathroom. Okay. That's not embarrassing. That's where we are with our relationship. You guys, if you're not there, you're not fully comfortable. Okay. 
It's true. We were just chatting. (laughs) We were just chatting and I screamed. The phone goes flying out of my hand and lands on the ground. And I screamed so loud. And I ran out of the bathroom and closed the door. I almost tripped because my pants were down to my ankles again. And all I hear is Brandon, like the phone's like down face forward and he was on speaker. Are you alive right now? <laughs> and I start crying. I start crying because I couldn't I, I couldn't finish my business in peace. Okay. So I ran out of the bathroom. I ran back in to grab the phone because Brandon thinks that I was just like murdered in the bathroom while he's at work. And I tell him in tears, there's a spider in the bathroom. I didn't even shower that day. That's how, and that's how terrible it was for me to go back in. And Brandon is just laughing hysterically at me. I was like, you mother. I was like, you fucking better handle this fire when you get home from work. I am not, I was like, I am not sleeping in our bedroom. I am not going to take a shower. I was like, I refuse. This thing needs to be murdered. I was like, you cannot leave this. Every single piece of furniture in this house will get turned upside down until this thing is found and dead it was never found oh my god i easily probably ate it i couldn't sleep that night i truly could not sleep that night it was horrible horrible they would oh that was the most those two situations those are the most vulnerable i've ever been most uncomfortable uncomfortable that's the word why do we fear things? Because they put us in a very uncomfortable position. And when you are well, I think vulnerable, that is the truth. They just make us vulnerable. Like, yes. I guess if you're talking about spiders and roaches and just bugs and snakes in general, because Brian's mom, she is, she will kill a spider. She don't care. No. She is so brave. <laughs> but let her see a snake. Mm. She... I think she's called the neighbor once to come and kill the snake for her Mm. because she just can't do it. Mm -mm. Um, But she can kill anything else. Oh yeah. No, Melinda's a rock star when it comes to that stuff. She's not scared, but except for snakes, she'll do anything else. She'll kill anything else. She'll probably kill a human too before she kills a snake. (laughs) She is so brave, but then that snake appears and she just loses it down for the count. But They make us vulnerable because it's like everything else goes away and it's, it's like do or die kind of. And and it's with anything. It's with anything. Um, They make us, yeah, they make us vulnerable. So whether it's um, flying, because you don't know how that's going to end, or whether it's starting a new business or it's starting a new routine or starting a new job or whatever it's it's the unknown it's fear of the unknown like how is my first day gonna go how am I going to commit am I am I actually gonna keep a promise to myself to do x y and z am I gonna keep bailing on myself but it's that vulnerability that like makes or breaks us Mm -hmm. and um I've been broken many a time by myself I keep myself from doing things because I'm scared. I keep from trying new things because I don't want to fail. Um, And that fear of failure, as cliche 
and as like, oh, of course you're scared of failing. And it's just like, no, like this is like a real thing. Mm. Like it's not just fear of failure because it looks great on like uh, a college essay. It's mm-hmm. no, it's crippling. Mm-hmm. And it could, and I'm not sure if it's because I put a lot of pressure on myself and I've grown up not with pressure, but with certain expectations from being an only child mm-hmm. um, to where failing isn't an option. You know, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it and you're going to be the best at it. Yep. So when the time comes to say, yeah, I failed that test or like I failed that thing that I wanted to do. It's just like not an option, which creates that much more pressure. And then it almost makes you not want to do it. Yes. Because you're just like, if I'm going to fail anyway, what's the point? Well, you think you're going to fail. You don't even know you're going to fail because you haven't even done it yet. Well, and that was going to be my question. Why, why is it a problem if we let these things get in our way of and living our lives? You're going to be stuck. Oh, yeah. You're going to be stuck forever. Or you could be without Granted. a shower. Or you're just going to be dirty. You're going to be like pig pen from Charlie Brown. Is that who, it, like the one that has like little flies around him? He's like I covered in like know. soot. Yeah. That's what you're going to be like if you don't face your fears and just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Now, I talk a mean talk, guys. I'm the best talker there ever was. But 2019, I set a goal for myself to say, you know, to just do the things that scare you. Do the things that are hard. Do the things that you don't want to do or whatever because – it's it's a good learning opportunity even if you do fail and granted I still have to tell myself these things every single day mm-hmm. like something that's out of my routine I'm like just do it just and it could be so small honest to god it could be the tiniest little thing and I'm like oh my god I didn't plan for that like oh my god how am I gonna like and it's so tiny that it's almost just like are you stupid Allie for like feeling that way but that's just how I am. So it's not like once you face your fears once, everything else is going to be super easy. Or once you face one fear, that facing another is going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It might yeah. even be harder. You know, doing committing to doing one thing doesn't mean it's going to be super easy from then on. It's going mm-hmm. to be hard work. It's going to be annoying. You're not going to want to do whatever it is that you yep. set you know, your mind to. You have to convince yourself and just do it. Because you're not going to wake up motivated every single day. You're not going to – you can't buy motivation on the store, at the store. Like, I wish you could, but you can't. be great. You have to just do it. Like, it's so simple. Like, I mean, it's so simple, it's hard. That's what it is. Yeah. And I mean, like, you bring up a good point. Like, if if we don't – if we don't handle the things – now, granted, my (laughs) – my fears sound really, really minor in comparison to like Allie's fears, which are like genuine, like personal development fears, like career related fears, like that, that sort of thing. But honestly, like, you know, I have missed out on some big opportunities because of these fears, like traveling. I love traveling. I love it. I truly love it. I just hate getting to where I need to go. And sometimes like Brandon and I, we were just talking about this. Like our honeymoon plans have kind of changed a little bit because I 
going from Austin. Austin was like a two hour flight. Like it was very minor, very minor. And I mean, I had some serious anxiety on, on the plane ride there and the plane ride back. And I told Brandon coming home, I was like, I don't know if I can do this flight because we were going to go overseas initially. So like, I don't know if I can do this flight for six hours. Like that's, that, I was like, I, I was having basically a panic attack on the plane. So, you know, it's one of those things like you, you got to embrace it. You know, I, I have a feeling that when we go on our honeymoon, we're going to have a major travel bug. And I hope we do because not like from a sickness standpoint, but like the itch to want to travel. And I hope we do because it's not something that every person gets to be able to indulge in and, and be able to enjoy. It's definitely a luxury for a lot of people. And I want that to be something that like helps our relationship grow. Like I've gotten to the point in my life with like gifts and stuff like that, that I would rather give gift experiences rather than like tangible items. Cause I feel like from a memory standpoint, like you remember the experiences that you've had with people more than a gift given to you. That's just my personal opinion. That's, you know, just my interpretation on it. So for us, like, I, I want us to travel places. Like, I've always wanted us to travel places, but we both, like, fear flying. So it's, like, kind of a problem at the same time. And it sounds so minor. Like, I no, know a lot of people don't fly well. No. Like, they're scared of flying. Yep. The, the one little bit of, like, turbulence and they're already, like, white knuckling. Yes. Their yes. seat. Truly. And that's, that is me. And that is, that's always been me. And I think a lot of it has to do too with like, we always, somehow we always end up talking about this, but like social media and like the news, like you never hear about all of the good flights that happen. You, know, you never hear about those. And there's thousands of flights that happen every single day. But what you do consistently hear on is that one time the airplane crashes or when Southwest Oh my God, when we were saying that we were flying Southwest, I was like freaking out because it was like, you know, what happened to that one lady that the uh, window like blew off and she like flew out of the plane almost like and died. You never hear the good flights that happen, but you always hear the bad ones and you always hear the bad ones for weeks. And part of my morning routine is involving watching the news. And I've Maybe had you to should stop watching the news. Well, I like to be informed, but it's like when you hear about that all the time, like you, you start to fear it. Like, oh, what if that happens to me kind of thing, you know? And, right. But you can't let that like it's I don't know what the ratio is or like the percentage of flights that go quote unquote bad. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Whenever I go on flights, like I've always prayed before I get on and I'm just like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make it okay. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. God's got my back mm -hmm. and we're going to have a good time. If I got onto the flight every time and was worried, I, no, I mean, I hate traveling because I hate planning trips. Like when I get there and I'm just mm -hmm. like, oh God, like who can I trust if it's overseas? Like. Yep. Is this person just going to take my money? Am I, am I going to look like an idiot like when I get there, like a loser tourist that like has no idea what's going on? Like, I hate that. Um, the thing that I don't like about flying is I usually throw up on planes, um, which is why I have to take Dramamine. There was one trip that I made with an ex-boyfriend to New York, and I didn't know that I needed Dramamine because I always got kind of like ill on the takeoff or like yeah. the ascent and the, the descent, but 
it's never been this bad and I don't know what happened to me, but I had to use that little throw up bag in front and the girl next to me, she was younger than me. And I'm like, can you just like look away? And the guy next to me who was older, he was like, sweetie, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And it was so embarrassing. Like the embarrassment was more like made me feel worse than what I was actually feeling physically. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like about flying and like the, the pressure that it puts on like my head, like that my ears, sometimes they don't pop. Yep. That really bothers me too. But like, other than that, it's, I don't know. I guess I've just always like prayed before I got on, um, you know, texted my parents, Hey, I'm like on the plane. Um, we're about to take off. I will let you know as soon as we land, Mm -hmm. not like when I'm settled. No, no, no. As soon as those wheels touch the ground, you go, you go hear from me. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. Like, you're talking about, like, how we kind of, like, manage this. I, I'll say it. A good drink on an airline never hurt nobody. And I'm definitely one of those people that needs one. I mean, you know, because if not, like, I can't relax. Like, I just can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's just not good. So I'm the person that goes to the bar before the airline and I'm fine with that. You know, <laughs> I've never been that person. Mm-hmm. I like, I've, I've never had a drink on an, on like a flight or anything. I just don't, I don't know. I don't really like the taste of alcohol and I don't really like need it, but I had a really, so when we went to Austin was the first time I ever flew by myself, like mm-hmm. by myself ever. And I was just so lucky that I got, um, seated next to this woman and her mom and uh you know we were you know I was talking to them and they were so nice and the lady was like do you need anything like I you know I can buy you whatever if you want something to drink or to eat and I was like no it's okay like I was on the verge of tears because she was so nice and I was like already very nervous to be on the plane by myself not about the flight I was just nervous about being by myself. I could never navigate airports. Like I'm truly stupid when I walk into an airport. I the like Texas forget. Airports are really confusing to be fair. So, well, no, remember I got dumped in like the weird terminal that's not connected to the actual airport. Yeah. So there was no navigating there. It was like, there's one door, there's one exit and there's one entrance. So. <laughs> So if you mess this up, that's on you. If you mess this up, like, you just can't read. (laughs) But, yeah, airports are confusing. But she was just so nice, and I was, like, already really stressed out because, like, getting to the airport was a thing, and then everything else was smooth. So I was really thankful about that. Um, But I was just worried. But once we, like, sat down, everyone was okay, you know, things were were moving, Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. I made it on the plane. Now we just got to get to Austin. It's going to be great. You know, going to be great. And it yes. was great. Yep. Um, so I think we kind of touched on this, but how we get in control of our fears. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like just acting on them, you know, and not letting them consume you in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one quote that just says, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's literally what I just said pretty much. Yep. Um, and there, if you're, you know, of, of faith, I guess, um, this one is be on your guard, stand firm in faith, be courageous and be strong. 
Um, and then the last one is from Rachel Hollis. And I'm going to a summit um, in July where Rachel Hollis is going to be the keynote speaker. Whoop, whoop. So I will get to see her live. I'm so excited for that. But her quote is, stop allowing your fear of getting it wrong to color every beautiful thing you're doing right. Mm-hmm. So Amen, sister, let that one marinate, y'all. And embrace um, it. But anyway, that's it for today's episode. I know it was fear-inducing, potentially, but we'd like to hear from you guys. What are your maybe top three fears, in no particular order, or just three random fears you have? Um, Go ahead and DM us. I'd really like to get that conversation uh, started, and then we can talk about it in the beginning of not next episode, but the following. We can kind of touch on other people's fears and maybe see how you guys are overcoming them. Or if you haven't, maybe we can help you jumpstart that. Unless it's spiders, then I'm Unless sorry. it's spiders. Yeah. Cause we're both not there yet. Maybe I can get Brian to help you with that though. Yeah. Actually, or Melinda. No. Melinda. <laughs> Melinda. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. I forgot. Brian's also very scared of spiders. So. And he's dealt with the big ones. Like those he big has, like, freaking wolf, wolf spiders. <gasps> In his, in his house over in the in the sticks um yeah his dad i remember like the first few times i met him he's like we got those big spiders over here and i'm like what and he's like yeah be careful when you walk out make sure you look like where you're walking so you don't walk into a, a web and i'm like are you serious i'm never coming back here oh my god i would die yeah, and I saw one, and they're, like, the size of my hand. Oh, yeah, they're wolf spiders. Like, they're so big. Yeah. Ugh, and they move so fast, too. Like, you blink, and they're gone. Oh. They're, like, nesting in your hair. It's disgusting. I'm cringing right now. Okay, anyway. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. As always, you can find us at My Not So Balanced Life on Instagram and Facebook. Our website, My Not So Balanced Life Podcast at podbe.com. We release episodes every single Tuesday. Be sure to uh, DM us any suggestions for future episodes or your top fears or just three random fears. We'd love to connect with you guys over the things that we are freaking scared of. Yeah. And what's what else? Where they can find oh, us. Oh, you can find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And the rest is for Natalie. And Podbean. And Podbean. But I already said the website. Okay, well, again, and Podbean. And if you guys are feeling really, really cool, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to have that little star rating go up, and that helps. That's a win-win for us because you get to leave a cool comment and shown if you're feeling ambitious, and it's a win-win for us too because that means that our rating will help boost people in finding this podcast. So if you really love us, definitely check it out and leave us a review. Um, and as always, like if you're feeling anything less than like a three, just like reach out, be like, Hey, this is kind of like where I'm feeling this podcast is going. Just give us the chance to kind of like rectify the situation, but that's all we got. You guys stay, stay tuned for uh, new episodes every single Tuesday and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.